police in the morning. From the land that brought us Ringu comes Uzumaki. The inhabitants of a small Japanese seaside town come under the influence of a strange force that causes an obsession with spiral forms. One by one, the townspeople fall under its spell, the horror manifesting itself in different ways, its geometric pattern giving snails, food, and even the swirl of fingerprints an eerie quality that drives the inhabitants of Kurozu gradually insane. Kiri, a young schoolgirl, is the first to notice the strange behavior in friends and neighbors, and is powerless to prevent the obsession that is overwhelming everyone around her. The victims fall prey to the spiral, through their own weaknesses. A student who is always late to school starts exhibiting signs of unnatural, snail-like growths on his body, while another exhibitionist student finds herself the center of a spiral of attention. Eventually, the townspeople begin descending on a self-inflicted and self-perpetuating spiral of terror. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Bros. B-Movie is the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, week two of January this year with Paul's Choice of Asian Culture Month, Part, part two. two. So we're taking a look at the 2000 film, Azumaki, which translates to Spiral. It's based off the manga by Junji Ito, a, a very famous um, Japanese horror manga artist and writer. So let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Where do you want to start, Paul? And, of course, spoiler alerts. Let's start with the top first. So, go ahead. Alright, number three, there's some truly unsettling things that just that happen in this movie. Like, people being driven to insanity by spirals, like, seeing the cycle of insanity. A guy rolling his eyes to create spirals out of it, which is just really creepy, and various suicides, some seen and some unseen, but even those that weren't directly shown still managed to be unsettling due to, like, the implications, the way the way they're, like, they're implied, and just the other characters' reactions to them. Most notably, the suicide via washing machine. It's, um, just environmentally, and the way this movie is made, it's very well done. It definitely creates an eerie vibe. Number two, I enjoyed looking for all the hidden spirals, like, like in case you don't know, Uzumaki means spiral, so it's a bunch of hidden spirals, or spirals everywhere, that's the theme of the movie. And, like, you'll see, like, different parts of the environment, like, start to spiral, and it looks real weird, but, like, you can, you can look, like, in almost any scene, you'll see something spiraling, and I feel like if I were to watch this movie again, I'd finally, I'd find... I'd probably see spirals I didn't see before, and I really like that kind of stuff in this in these kind of movies. Now I now I want like the room and Tommy Wiseau's obsession with footballs to have been like done because of Azumaki. There are spirals all over that movie, so now I want footballs all over mine. I want to see like a version of like um, a mix between Uzumaki and um, the room. Like Uzumaki starring Tommy was. <laughs> and number one, visually, this movie just succeeds so well at creating a truly a creepy atmosphere. The lighting and the music, it just melds so perfectly together. So for me, number three, I'm not exactly sure what went on throughout the entirety of the film, and I think it's for the best. It just it creates that air of intrigue that makes you want to 
continue watching it and to go back and watch it again and see, is there something I missed? Is there something more here? Or is it just a mind fuck? Just to mind fuck you. The world may never know. Number two. Like Paul said, trying to find the hidden spirals everywhere is just a fun game in general. And again, it leads back to that, you know, just wanting to watch it again and see, is there one that I missed? Is there some little detail here? But number one is by far and away the visuals of this movie. They are fantastic. The, the way it creates the atmosphere, the way the characters interact with the environment. Really, the environment is the star, because the acting, not, not really there. Not the best, to say the least. But the visuals, just in a strange art film way, really make this a movie worth checking out. So what about the bottom? What was your uh, your bottom three, Paul, the worst of this movie? Well, number three, the character Suichi. He just showed such little emotion throughout the duration of the movie, even after his parents died or when he was dying himself, spoilers. Um, he just seemed bored and uninteresting. It's like, oh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm dying. Oh. The spiral, <laughs> it has caught me now. Yeah, it's like, oh, Kyrie or whatever her name is, I love you, we should get married. By the way, my parents are dead. I think his brain was a spiral. Like, I don't know, maybe that was the implication of it. Number two. The spiral clouds after each of um, Suichi's uh, parents died were just so fucking stupid looking. Like, I thought the faces looked cool, but just like when it's spiraling down into the water, it just I thought it just looked goofy. It was terrible 2000s CGI, I mean. It was, it, but... Even with, like, the, when he was spinning his eyes to make start spirals with his eyes, because they were, like, bulgy CGI eyes, like, what should have been a creepy scene just kind of turned comical. Yeah, it still kind of creeped me out, just because, like, I was so creeped out by the idea of it that I, like, didn't even really look too well to see how realistic <laughs> it looked. Just, ah, things with eyes and, like, teeth falling out, just like, they, those things creep, those things get me every time, so, and number one, yeah, I had no fucking clue what happened in that movie, there's spirals driving people crazy, people are turning into, into snails, um, yeah, I, how I mean, did he turn the washing machine on from the inside, yeah, like, we need some answers to this, like, I feel like, it, there's a lot of implication, yet no real answers and I can respect that to an extent, but, like, when it's so fucking weird, like, I felt like anything could have happened, like, instead of spirals, they could be obsessed with, like, I don't know, like, toothpicks, like, I don't know, like, any anything that looks like a toothpick, like, um, friggin' Suichi's dad would, like, be collecting, like, you know, um, like, little, like, like, wooden cabins made out of toothpicks, you know, <laughs> his mom was, like, stabbing her eyes out with toothpicks, and, like, you know, it, um... Kyrie's dad, like, decides instead of, like, making, um... Triangle yeah. movie. <laughs> Triangle movie. <laughs> instead of making, like, um, pottery, he was gonna just, like, make things out of toothpicks. Like, it could have really been anything. I know that there's, like, the whole spiral and the way it, like, continues forever was supposed to be a theme. That's never really, like, shown. And then you got people turning into snails, which is just weird. Well, I thought it was more the way that a spiral draws you in towards the center. I think it was a mix of, like, I think it's that. And it's I don't like how, think they even knew. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'd love to, like, I bet there's more to it with, like, the manga, and apparently they're coming out with an animated version of this on 
Adult Swim at some point this year, and I, I really want to check it out, but, yeah, I, if they had, like, explained more of the reason for the spiral or something, or was the spiral alive or what, it would have made sense. Instead, it just felt like it could have been basically anything. So, yeah, it was definitely cool, but I would have liked a little more, like, f I don't know, maybe, like, just a couple lines to explain, like, the Uzumaki. Like, in, um, in the book, uh, House of Leaves, they've got a bunch of stuff talking about labyrinths and, um, you know, things like that, and the meaning behind, like, the, the house, like, that never, that, the house that's bigger on the inside, like, that makes, it was still weird, but, like, at least you can kind of see where they were getting at with this. I think there was more meaning behind it, but they just didn't really portray it well. Not to say it wasn't a good movie, but, uh, what the fuck was that? That's just basic moral of the story. The fuck happened? So for me, on my bottom three, number three, not enough snail people. I mean, if you're gonna introduce snail people, make them do something or have something revolving around it, not, not just, by the way, reporter here saying, look, fucking snail people. The end. You don't even really get to see, like, close-ups of, like, a person that's part snail. You see them from a distance. Um, number two. So, a few times, Ghost Dad of Suichi appears, and he's got this fucking ridiculously stupid tongue prosthetic that is, like, a spiral... It, the, the tongue is, like, Gene Simmons' fucking tongue, and it's, like, spiraled into itself. It just looks stupid. Yeah. Like, I know it's supposed to be creepy, and maybe in the original manga version, like, it looks creepy, but it looks like a spiraled hunk of plastic that this guy is sucking on. And it's just totally... I mean, that could be the vibe of the movie. I don't know. This movie's tonality is all over the place, so... I, whatever. Yeah, I've seen pictures from the manga, and they're definitely creepy. Like, like manga... Poor manga done well is really unsettling, so... I think, like, they tried recreating that. It, it worked in some cases, it didn't work in all of them. And number one for me, which we've talked about at length already, they don't explain anything about the spiral curse, except that this town is cursed by Izumaki. Like, they say it a bunch of times in the movie, but they don't explain anything about it. Why? How? When? No, nothing. And I had no idea that this was going to be an anime until Paul said something about it, and until we chose this movie, I didn't know that it was a, a manga either. It's just been sitting in my library of movies for the last decade and a half. I just thought it was just some weird, random piece of Asian cinema. But nope, nope, yep. comes from manga. Yep, and a famous one, too, by Junji Ito, who's um, probably the most famous um, manga, horror manga artist of, of the day, so... Well, something we talked a little bit about was the dialogue, so let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll let Paul get us started off with... Pottery is the truest truest of the arts. The Azumaki is sublime. Will you elope with me? This town's cursed by the Azumaki. I'll be your mother. One makes one's own Azumaki. I want to go deep inside your ear. Come into the Izumaki. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are of our scale 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get this film? 
I gave it a 9 out of 10. I gave it a... I'm just going to give it a 3 out of 10. So, I had to give it a 9 out of 10 because I, I went around and around inside my head trying to figure out what kind of score to give this movie. 9 seemed appropriate since it spirals out from itself and around. But I, I did honestly enjoy watching it, but don't understand anything that went on. The how, the why, the when... It all rolls into one big question. This movie, above all else, though, is filled with amazing visuals and an astounding amount of intrigue. I want to know more and less about it simultaneously. Uzumaki may be the most bizarre film I've ever seen, which, based on what we've seen, we've watched throughout the course of this podcast, is a huge statement. I was expecting something unsettling, considering it's based on a manga by Junji Ito, but this was weird beyond my expectations. An entire town is haunted or invaded by spirals, everyone begins turning into giant snails or killing themselves. I think it was supposed to be scary, it was definitely unsettling, but it just kind of came off as random more than anything. I've only read one manga by Junji Ito, which is The Enigma of Amigari, Amigara Fault, which is about claustrophobia, and it's um it's a whole horror about like getting stuck in rocks and like gives you the real a real like feeling of claustrophobia. But I'm not really sure what this one was supposed to be examining. Uh, fear of spirals, the impending snail apocalypse. I have no fucking clue. The dark lighting and creepy music music made for an unsettling atmosphere that made the world itself um, into a character. It made you never knew what you had a feeling that there's something out there, like, just watching you that you're powerless, um, against. There's tons of unsettling imagery, and even some unseen implications of certain acts manage to be absolutely terrifying in their own way. I just kinda wish I had some idea of what the fuck was going on. This is one movie that that I feel needs to be seen to be believed. Now I really want to read the manga to see if it makes any more sense. I somehow doubt it. I just want to be clear, I gave it a 9 out of 10 for the sheer bizarreness of the movie. I totally recommend, if you find a copy or have a copy, or are able to watch it in some way, check it out. See what it is, because maybe you can explain to me what the fuck happened. And the fact that it makes me want to read the manga and, like, see what that's all about is really says a lot about the... It gives a lot of credit to this movie, like, it makes you want to know more, so... It's pretty cool. Also, people turning into slugs reminded me of um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6. There's um, a guy named whose stand is called Weather Report, and he makes people think that they're turning into snails or something. I don't know, but it just reminded me of that. So maybe maybe Weather Report like was using his or maybe the guy who had Weather Report was like using his stand, and that's the story behind this. <laughs> it's just one big JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So no matter how you feel about this movie, we always have ways to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. We'll give you some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time you see a spiral, take a drink. Number two, every time the camera spirals, take a drink. Number three, whenever there's a point of view shot, take a drink. Number four, anytime Yamaguchi jumps out, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Asian Culture Month, part two... Anytime a new girl is in a schoolgirl uniform, or a new person, take a drink. Every time someone has a creepy smile on their face, take a drink. 
Every time someone turns into a snail, take a drink. Every time a room looks dark and dusty, take a drink. And every time someone commits suicide, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the slick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything that's Beamer related, leave us a comment on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at beamerbros.gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, that's beamerbros. Follow us on Twitter at beamerbros, my personal Twitter at beamerbros. And you can check out all of the content, including reviews, interviews, and chats. Or on our website, beamerbros.com, where new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links right below. We come to the end of week two for Asian Culture Month Part 2. And, uh, ranking the movies, I, I honestly can't choose right now uh, SARS Wars Bangkok Zombie Crisis and Azumaki are two movies at the complete opposite spectrum of uh, of movie <laughs> like I, I just I can't put one above the other they're both highly enjoyable but for two ridiculously different reasons and in two very, very different tones. I, I just, maybe maybe by next week I'll be able to sort them in my brain better, but for right now, they're tied in the top spot for me. Yeah, this is a really tough one. It almost seems wrong to compare the two, because they're so different. They they achieve different things, and they like set out to do different things, but for now I'm doing Uzumaki at number two, and I'm going to put Sars War at number one, just because I enjoyed it a little bit more. It's, I can't even say it's a better film because it's a very different film. It's They're really not supposed to be compared, but if I'm going by what I enjoyed more, I enjoyed Star's Wars just because it was so ridiculously over the top. Well, and that's the end of week two. Next week, we'll be taking a look at the 2006 film Yo-Yo Cop Girl. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over there. Oh, see,